0: Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I'll fucking kill you, dude. You know what I'm talking about, dude? That fucking uh, Brad Pitt quote from uh, True Romance? Knowing me, I probably already said that story on the pod, but whatever. It bears repeating. Isn't there a song that says it bears repeating? I don't know what song it is. I don't know what I'm talking about. What's up, Johns? Welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. Well, I know I'm, I'm putting this out a day late. I'm very sorry. Oh boy, you know, you run a pod for three years and uh, I think I've only put it out a day late like three or four times. Well, back when me and Zach McGovern were running it, he would often find reasons to not be available to do the pod the day we're going to record the pod. (laughs) He would hate to hear that. No, in his defense, he he would ride his little, you know, inexpensive city bike up to my apartment to record. But, you know, I had to... Well, whatever. Sometimes the pod would go out a day late. There's a couple episodes way back in the early history of this podcast where it's just me explaining why it didn't come out. <laughs> but I feel like, you know what? I feel like my listeners will understand and maybe give me a mulligan, you know, a few times a year, day late. Plus, hey, it's Thursday now. Thursday's fun. That's a fun time to listen to this shit. I love watching Jeopardy, dude. I love learning stuff. Did you know that Sontag means Sunday in German? Learned that from uh, Jeopardy. Because Susan Sontag, that's her last name, Sontag. I was like, oh, that's sick dude. Also, this week, I feel like, I don't know how you guys spend your time during the week. You know, if I have a spot, I'll sometimes have a spot or two during the week. But if I don't, it's like, what am I going to do with myself, you know? Usually, I just work out, watch Jeopardy, eat dinner, uh, you know, listen to some podcasts, watch TV. <laughs> wow, what an exciting life, Danny. But this week, I've gotten out every fucking night. You know, Monday, I did karaoke. There's this place, um, I think it's called the Golden Rose in New York City. Isn't it crazy when like you go to a place and you're like, oh, this is a cool place. And then someone is like, yeah, that place has been there for 25 years, dude. I've lived in New York for literally 15 years in this month. And my coworker was like, yeah, I went there in 2005, dude. I'm like, really? It's 11 blocks away. I wonder if it's like that in all aspects of life. You know, you live in a town for a long time and then you just like literally have no idea what part of the town is. It's kind of like when you go to college. And you go to school with like, or high school, or whatever. And then you have like 300 people in your graduating class. And some people you've never met, like, or the, the, it's always interesting to me. Like if you live in an apartment building and then you, you, you know, usually don't interact too much with your neighbors to respect their privacy or especially you're in New York, it, it seems to be that way in other cities too. But then if you go on a trip somewhere and you're out in like California And you run into somebody at a bar and they live in your apartment building. You would just flip the fuck out. Like, holy shit, dude. Are you serious? But like, so what? (laughs) I mean, you see them all the time. We both travel to a different place that planes go to. That's crazy. It's like, is it crazy, dude? It's not that crazy. This is a concept that I was going to talk about last week of Ubuntu. So Doc Rivers, the former... uh, He used to coach the Celtics. Who, by the way, if you're listening to this on Thursday are playing game five tonight against the Miami Heat in Boston, where I'm going to be opening up for Giulio Gallerati at Laugh Boston. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> I really hate that little laugh that I do. <laughs> I catch myself doing it when I perform on stage. It's like, Danny, what the fuck, dude? Anyways, yeah, Monday night I did karaoke at the Golden Rose, or the fuck that's called. Only had one drink, and then I had a uh, seltzer water. Cost $4. Seemed a little expensive. Okay. Then last night I had a date in Queens. I don't know why I'm running through my week, but it's kind of fun, you know? dating queens sometimes i'm like okay if a girl lives in que- i live in manhattan if a girl lives in queens or brooklyn is this really going to work out especially if she lives in jersey <laughs> i was smashing with this one girl in hinge and she lives in short hills new jersey i think there's like a nice mall there i'm like dude is this really going to work out but then if you say that you look like an asshole it's like well yeah but what but the, the, what, the, realistically is this going to be a fucking but anyways this girl lives in queens i met her in. we went to this bar dutch kills in uh long island city which, first of all, it moved, and it was a really nice place. It was like a speakeasy kind of place, and then the drinks were really expensive. Like, I got this drink. It was $22. It's like, dude, I can make a Tanqueray and soda in my house for significantly less money, although there are usually not girls in the apartment there, and it's, there's, nobody's just going to come over for one drink. Hey, come over to my apartment for a first date. It'll save us money. <laughs> so you got to do it, you know? It's it's always a tricky thing. Like, what the guy has to pick the first date spot can't be too. I can't take her to a fucking Chipotle. That's insane. I don't want to take her to the world's most expensive bar where there's twenty two hour drinks. But then it's like, how do you find how do you find the middle ground in a neighborhood that you're not familiar with? And then what if the date goes well, which it did? And then you're like, okay, so what's the other spot in this neighborhood I'm not familiar with? It's difficult. It's not fair. Mark Norman has a joke about this. He's like, why w- why does a guy have to do all the work picking stuff. I know. We should probably do all the work picking stuff. I get it. Shut up, you guy, you fucking loser. Quit complaining about your lot in life, you privileged man. Honey, that's not nice. You're not nice. Why do you get so angry at me, my love? I'm not angry. I'm just pointing out facts. All right, that's fair. Now kiss my tits. All right, I'll kiss them. (laughs) What? Yeah, so Doc Rivers, Ubuntu. That's what I was talking about. It's this really cool concept and he used it to motivate the Celtics when he was their coach back in the day. It's a, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this word. It's a, I think it's from the, the language Zulu and it means humanity. It is something translated as I am because we are, or I am because you are, or as humanity towards others. So basically it's like this philosophical term about a belief in the universal bond of sharing that connects all of humanity. And like in a sports perspective, it's be like, okay, I don't care if I make the shot. If I pass the ball to you and you make the shot, then we're all better. You know, like if you go and support your friend at a comedy show, you're helping the friend get better. And if they go and support you at your fucking, I don't know, flute practice, they're helping you get better at flute. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, it's nice. I like this kind of shit. That was literally probably one of the worst examples that anyone could ever come up with for the definition of Ubuntu of going to someone's flute practice. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Um, Okay, it's a collection of values and practices that people of Africa or of African origin view as making people authentic beings. I'm reading from Wikipedia. While the nuances of these values and practices vary across different ethnic groups, they all point to one thing. An authentic individual human being is part of a larger and more significant relational, communal, societal, environmental, and spiritual world. world. Yeah, I fucking I love that kind of stuff. You know, it encompasses the interdependence of humans. Um, on one another and the acknowledgement that we each have a responsibility to our fellow humans and the world around them. It's a philosophy that supports collectivism over individualism. And it, it asserts that society gives human beings their humanity, which is true. You know, it's like, I know America has this very like individualistic, pull yourself up by the bootstrap ethos and philosophy overall, but are you, what are you gonna do? Like, if can you imagine just living by yourself in a desert? Like, you it wouldn't work, dude. You'd fucking die, dude. So we are all indeed dependent and interconnected to each other, and we learn and grow from watching each other and listening to each other. Like, you know, like if you're in a work meeting and you're listening to your colleagues talk about something and you didn't know it, you learn stuff. That's why I, I really enjoy talking to strangers more now than I did in the past, because also I read this article in philosophy psychology today. And they, they did this study. They asked people before they had a conversation with strangers how much they thought that they would learn. And most people thought that they would learn something. But almost everybody that participated in the study came away surprised at the amount of things that they learned and the enjoyment they had from talking to a stranger because everybody that isn't you has a different life experience. And whether or not you agree with everything that they say or have a similar lifestyle or not, there's things that you can learn. Even if you can You can learn even from watching them... Not do well socially, or saying something stupid, or just doing something that you think doesn't make sense, you can learn from that too. You know, like as stand up comics, we sit in the room and watch each other perform, and it's like you don't have to watch only the greatest comics in the world perform to learn. You can also learn from watching mistakes. You're like, okay, uh, that comic spoke in a manner that came across as disrespectful to that audience member for literally no reason. So now the whole audience pulls back because it's like, why did you attack her or him for no reason? That's not fair or nice, you know, and it reflects more on the comedian than on the person in the audience. So it's like you can learn constantly be learning from talking to other people, from listening to strangers, listening intently to strangers and from seeing ourselves as part of a shared humanity. Like all that stuff I think is useful for growth and for, you know, social cohesion, dude. Did you just say social cohesion? Yeah, I said social cohesion, baby. Okay. All right. It's a little weird. No, it's not. Oh, also Ubuntu was great. Ubuntu was great for seeing the shared humanity and realizing that we're all dependent on each other. And one thing, another way to learn about life that I enjoy is just through like hearing other people talk about um, the experiences, the real life experiences of people doing things that you think you want to do. I don't know if I explain that well. So basically, like every like an entertainment from a comic. Oh, I want to be uh, a writer on a show. I want to. I want to be a writer on Stephen Colbert. I want to be a writer on a movie. Um, I want to be a showrunner for a major um, TV show on HBO. Then I could exercise my creative powers and work in entertainment and be lauded and feted with you know red carpet events. So this, the Writers Guild of America strike that is ongoing now, I read this quote, um, it was Bobcat Gold, goldthwaite Bobcat Goldthwait, um, they quoted him on the picket line and he said, it's absurd right now. I have friends who are showrunners on, on really popular shows that are leaving the business because they can't make an actual decent wage. That's crazy. And I talked to a person recently that does unscripted TV production work and that's like apparently that whole field is kind of like this like desert ghost town right now. And it's like very difficult to make a living. And like the, the heads of the studios, they all like merge with other studios. And then they scale back the wages of the people on the bottom to enhance their own profit and bottom line. And it's like, are you sure you want this huge career in entertainment? I mean, it works out for some people, but how many does it work out for AKA, We should all be grateful for the station in life we are currently at, regardless of whether or not it's the station we ultimately want to be at and be grateful for what we have now. Okay. I know this isn't rocket science. I just, this helps me to think about stuff like this. And, you know, I think it's helpful to talk about stuff like this. Any fucking who. Oh, one more thing I learned. This is just a random series of things that I'm talking about. Um, There's this neighborhood in Queens called Dutch Kills. And I've seen that before. And also the cat skills. It's like, what does the skills thing mean? Dutch kills? Are Dutch people killing people? Um, so I looked it up. The kills and Dutch kills, as with French, sorry, fresh kills or cat skills, is derived from Dutch for streams. Dutch kills is just streams. The Dutch aren't murdering. They're just they're just like naming streams, dude. That's kind of sick, right? I thought so. Um I also I always like to talk about facial skincare regimens. And I picked up a couple things on an article I read recently. Um obviously this is important. One of my friends always talks to me about this. She's like, you got to put this fucking sunscreen on, dude. But one of the, the dermatologists that they interviewed for this article is like, the the most important thing you can do for your skin is sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. That's even more important than like toner and lotion and stuff. But on that note, the toner and lotion note, um, I'm reading from this article, a retinol, gly-solic, glycolic, 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 a retinol, glycolic acid toner, vitamin C serum, and a cream with niacinamide god damn it nia niacinamide. niacinamide I bet some dermatologist is listening to this being like this guy's a fucking idiot I right, seriously don't, I think my dermatologist numbers are low to be honest with you um, those three things, the toner, the serum and the cream can really make your skin look great at home said this dermatologist whose name I didn't capture. You can also try a product with hyaluronic acid for hydration and an eye cream with peptides to stimulate collagen production. Yeah, dude. Don't you hate when your eyes aren't like producing enough collagen? It's like, dude, fucking stimulate that shit with some peptides. <laughs> also, I love Little Wayne. Dude, I love just like listening to Little Wayne late at night. It's so fun. I like what, and his lyrics are like, they're like poetic. He's like Bob Dylan. He's like, one of them goes, Where are you, Wayne? He goes, I'm somewhere between joy and pain. Oh, uh, aren't we all kind of somewhere between joy and pain? While we are up, like, well, sometimes I write stuff down and I'm like, Oh, that'll be hilarious in the pod. And then I really, I read it. I'm like, Damn, it's way too personal. Don't read that. Maybe I'll do that for the, the special episode of Patreon. I don't really have that. Um, also, I read this other article, you guys, about like, I really am anti like most supplements. I argue with my friend Julio about this a lot. It's like well, just because these supplement companies and like all the products you see at like GNC, Athletic Greens, just because they claim to have these benefits doesn't mean that they actually have the benefits. And I'm not saying that the FDA is the end all be all, but that at least they administer like actual like double blind, uh independent studies. I forget what isn't that the gold standard? Double blind, independent, where even the administrator of the test doesn't know which is which. Like, just because this company has a marketing staff and they put together this powder, that doesn't mean it works, dude. You know, there's no, like, fucking shortcut to it. Anyways, this article said that represented, representatives from Athletic Greens and Huel, H-U-E-L, which makes the Daily Greens blend, said that while... this is These are the companies themselves talking about their own products. They said that while some scientific studies have found links between the individual ingredients... In their products and certain health benefits, no rigorous independent studies have evaluated the health benefits of the products themselves. <laughs> when manufacturers grind vegetables like broccoli or spinach down into supplements or powders, some of the vitamins and other beneficial components are lost in the process, Dr. Nestle said, Dr. Nestle, including some of their fiber, which is essential for regulating digestion and keeping your gut healthy. This Dr. Mullen said, you're better off getting nutrients from eating whole, unprocessed foods directly. And many of these powders can come with a hefty price tag. A 30-serving supply from Athletic Greens starts at $79, while Huell's Daily Greens version costs $45, and Enso Superfoods Super Greens powder costs 60 bucks. Why not just eat some spinach, Dr. Nestle said. I don't quite get it. God, I just want to shout that from the mountaintops. <laughs> I just hate when people I think there's this like it's like similar to astrology, you know? I think people have this natural tendency and craving for certainty and for comfort. Um there's a fucking Athletic Greens commercial on the TV right now. Um and and it just can't be had, you know? Uh, like you can't you can't get around doing the things you need to exercise and eating fruits and vegetables. Like I'm going to eat a powder. I'm going to, I'm going to have a fucking supplement. Like, dude, just eat some fucking spinach, bro. I, I do. I really do feel like there's a link between the desire for athletic greens to offer all these health benefits that it may or may not provide. And the belief in astrology, it's like, I want something. I want this silver bullet to cure my wound ails to cure what ails me and to give me certainty about my path in life. And it's like, dude, that doesn't exist. Also I watched this uh, documentary on Judy Bloom on Amazon Prime. That was pretty intense. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, dude Jesus Christ I was just like I I was it was a Sunday night I was high. I was by myself. I was like oh, I'm watching Judy Bloom. I like documentaries. Meanwhile, you know it's like 45 minutes of it is about periods. I'm like, oh okay uh I, I can handle it, but it's I'm, I'm pretty high. I don't know if I should be watching 45 minutes of period discussions. And, and all these kids right into her with these like devastating, true personal stories. And she was talking about how hard it is to be a kid. And uh, I don't want to talk about the sad stuff, but um, at one point she was talking about the word fuck because she gets in trouble for having the word fuck in her books because a lot of them are, you know, s- tailored towards children or teens. Um, she said she looked up the word fuck and it called it. said there was a meaningless word intensifier. And she said she loved that definition. Fuck, a meaningless word intensifier. I kind of love that. I kind of love that, dude. Also, the last thing I have to talk about this week on the Danny Palmer show, uh, I watched an interview with Jay Farrow and he was talking about like interpersonal conflicts um, and he said, not giving people your energy is a better fuck you than saying fuck you, which I thought was great and very akin to the best revenge is a life well lived. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was some useful inspiration, dude. So, you know, if you're in Boston tonight, come on by the old fucking laugh Boston and uh, you know, blackout Friday, every Friday night, fucking, I did a show in Queens and I was like the Danny show. It was like nine Dannys and then a Danielle. It's like, every time I think I'm unique, it's like, no, nope. I read this other thing. It said life is like uh 95. We are as humans are basically like 95% cohort, i.e. similar to other humans and 5% individualistic or individual. And realizing that is a little bit disappointing and a little bit relief of a relief, too. You know? It's like, oh, well, your name is Danny. Well, we have had 30 shows with all Danny's. What, bro? Like, you're not that fucking special, dude. You fucking... (laughs) Anyways, this concludes this week's episode. I'm trying to get some um, more interviews lined up. Probably going to have some uh, Tom McCaffrey coming back in the old pod, John, my friend Lindsay. And I will continue to collect interesting and amusing anecdotes. Blah, blah, fucking... Blah. Should I sing some Elvis now? Are you lonesome? I? Are you jotting my June? Thank you for listening.